What's up, y'all? It's Miles the Millennial, the millennial who's actually not a millennial, but technically still a millennial. And this is Millennials with the Mindset, the podcast where we tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Today, I got a big time player. I told you I was going to bring the value in 2021. My boy Marcus Nash. He's a leader. He was the former president, SGA president at Texas Southern University. He's a brother of Cap Alpha Psi. Yo to the good noobs, man. And he's just an all-around marketing, branding, and, and businessman who's making some great moves. Marcus, how are you doing today? And I'm doing great. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing wonderful. I'm just excited to have you on here today. This is a, a step up from my podcast, man. So I'm really hoping we can bring some great value to people today. Um, I know me and you talked before this and we wanted to discuss networking, black ownership and branding. And I think those are three areas that you have an expertise in that we really need to go further with. So give the people listening a little background in terms of your ownership. You know what you do in business, what you do in your life that makes you so successful. Give a little background for, you know, what you got going on. So um, a little bit about me is I'm from Dallas, Texas. My name is Marcus Nash. As Miles the Millennial just said, I graduated from Texas Southern University, former SGA president, former uh, Forbes Under 30 scholar. Um, Big boss. Man, it's a blessing. Uh, traveled, study abroad twice in Africa, uh, service abroad trips, by the way. Mm. Um, also, businesses that I own is Hupe Official, which is a clothing brand. Hupe stands for uh, upper class. It's a French word. So I recently just started a trilogy logistics company, which is a trucking company. Um, I just started the January 1st of 2021, uh, all glory to the man above. Uh, and lastly, lastly, man, uh, for my career right now, I do it for a private bank. That's what's up. Yes, sir. That's really cool. You know, I work in it too, man. I'm a project manager for, uh, HCA healthcare in our it department. For real? Yeah. That's live. That's I do production up. support. Bro. <laughs> Me and you, bro, it's funny because for everybody listening who doesn't know the background, me and Marcus have never, well, I think we met once. I met at your boy's probate. But in terms of us really like sitting down outside of like our connections on Instagram, we've never really sat down and been in the same space with each other. But one thing I think he'll attest to and I know I'm going to attest to is I see a lot of similarities in the way we carry ourselves and the way that we sure. handle our business. And it's really powerful and important to have especially with black men like-minded people around you that are elevating each other man for sure and to attest to that man one thing that i like about you and your work is you consistent every time you post and it's about your brand you constantly brand yourself every post Appreciate on ig that. is about miles of millennial not what you yeah. do on your daily fun time but it's about <laughs> miles of millennial your book your leadership Appreciate skills that, man. man and that's that's great for for you on the branding side the branding side of what you putting out in uh to social media Man, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. What what I really want to get into, because we're going to get in that branding topic in just a second, but what I want to start with is, you know, you brought up your trucking company, you brought up who paid with your clothing line. Um, 
one thing what I really loved, and I know this is something I commented when you brought up the trucking company. This is something that I've been interested in getting involved in in the future. What I noticed that black people need more than anything is we need need based businesses and need based resources. And trucking and logistics is something that is not only going to last for forever, it's going to be around no matter what happens with technology. They still need to transport all these resources some way, somehow. And it's too expensive to transport everything through the air. Secondly, it's an area where we're underserved. So what made you in particular want to go into ownership of a trucking company? Uh, me in particular, a lot of my family members actually are truck drivers. Wow. Uh, and they drive for other people. So mm. with me having a business mindset, I was like, well, they already have their CDL license. They already are familiar with how loads and how to dispatch and where to find loads. So mm. I was like, why not start a trucking company if I already have yeah. all the resources I need um, to be successful at this? And me and the my business partners, I have two other business partners, which are great individuals. Um, I speak highly of them. Their people, their family actually drive trucks too. So man, why not? It was like, why not? That's that's crazy because what, what you really realize is you have, there's two sides I feel to, to, to making things successful. You know, you either need the preparation, you need the preparation and you need the opportunity. You, the preparation is already there from the fact that you literally have people in your family. They have people in their family who have all the work and experience put in on how to actually execute this. The only thing that they needed was an opportunity to work with and work for somebody who they have a relationship with that they trust that looks like them. And now you guys are about to build something that's going to be powerful and established. And you have people that, you know, you can trust that know what they're doing so that even though y'all may be new, relatively new to the space, they can really clear up a lot of barriers and, and help you guys find your way. And, and to me, that's a key part in what we have to do in this next 10, 20, 30 years of our life as black men that are leading is we have to know how to empower others around us. We have to know how to make sure we're putting everybody else on a pedestal just as much as, as we're being lifted up. Would right. you say that that's crucial and a part of your plan? Correct. And one thing that you uh, spoke about was trust. And mm. that's very big when you're going into business. Mm. And even as as big as in going when you're getting, empl getting employees, because yeah. I'm hiring my family, so I know for sure that they'll take care of my stuff like I would take care of my stuff. You don't want to go get somebody that's not going to take care of your stuff when you're not around. Yeah. And ruin your equipment, your truck, run down your truck, leave your truck on the side of the road. <laughs> you want somebody that you can trust, man. And that's big in business because you cannot trust a lot of people. No, that, that's true. And it only takes one thing to go wrong. And next thing you know, your brand's ruined. And, you know, it's interesting because I spoke on this before on another podcast. And I said, especially with black businesses, we're on a short leash, even with our own people. Our own people don't give us too much leeway. You mess Correct. up one time, the first thing everybody going to say is, this is why I don't support black business. Correct. So it's very important that the people you have around you take what you're doing as serious as you do. Because anybody that you bring into that operation can either build it up or tear it down just as quick as it was built. And that's something that I think, whether it's your family, your friends, always make sure that the people around you, you would trust them if you had to leave this company for a week or two weeks and you know you could come back and it would still be running. You know, and I think a lot of people, they don't think about that. You know, they, 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 they put on their people, they put on their friends, they put on their family, but they themselves wouldn't really trust this person if it came down to it. And that's a red flag. But it seems like you have thought that through and you understand that trust and that responsibility is so crucial to you guys being successful. And I love that, man.
And 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 to speak on that, um, my my plans and my businesses didn't just happen overnight. This mm. was long term thinking. This was going on for years and years and years. And when I looked at and evaluated my business partners, I made the right decision because we mm. have a background, we have a history of trust, loyalty, mm. and I know for a fact if I was to leave for some months. I can come back in my business and be ran the same way as if I was there running a business myself. Yeah. And that's big. That's powerful, man. And you know, another thing that you're touching on, bro, when you speak on not only the trust aspect, but just in, in business in general, is the fact that this stuff is not quick. <laughs> oh, no. When you talk about owning, when you talk about being an entrepreneur, when you talk about building anything for yourself, this is something that you're going to have to pour your heart and soul into. You need to think it through. A lot of people, they think it's so it's so in, in vogue right now, so so trendy to be an entrepreneur right now. It's so it's so hype to be a business owner and call yourself a guru or this, this, that, and that. And everybody's falling for this trap. And then when they're failing two, three months in, six months in, they're wondering why. And it's like, man, you never took the time to really plan this out. You just jumped off the porch and didn't understand what you were getting yourself into. And now when the consequences of it are hitting, you don't know if you can take it. Right. And, and, and I think it's so crucial for us to really explain to people because I think a lot of people do look up to us and be like, man, I want to be like them one day or I wonder how they do it. Bro, we're no different than anybody else. It's just the fact that we, we saw something that we wanted and we said, look, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. We're not going to jump the gun. We're going to make sure that we know every single aspect or as much as we can going into it. And we're going to take our opportunities when they come. We're not afraid to take those chances and bet on ourselves. And, and I agree. And one thing when, when making a business, you must plan. Uh, yeah. You must be willing to be committed yeah. through the long and the hard days as well as the good days. Every day in business, working for yourself is not going to be pretty at all. Hmm. Um, it's far from pretty all the time. So make sure you have your mind ready when them days come to stay strong and keep keep the momentum going for your business because like I said, everything's not gonna be the way you want it to be when you first start your business. Yeah. And that's for any business. Any business starts like that. Yep. Every single company you look at, they had those struggle moments. They had those times where they probably looked at like, man, is this the right move? Do I need to keep going this way? It, it, would it be easier for me to take this route instead? But you just have to believe, you have to be able to adjust. You just it, it's 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 really as simple as how bad do you want it? And if you want right. it bad enough, you're going to find a way. Um, another topic I wanted to bring up in regards to this ownership topic is the fact that both of us are on our business routes. We're creating these pathways for other sources of income. And I'm sure the ultimate goal for us both is to, you know, find our, our own ways to financial freedom and to empower others with financial freedom and, and really just have the freedom of choice and freedom of time. Um, but one thing I also noticed about both of us, we both work corporate jobs. You know, what do you say? to people who say, um, you know, quit your job right now, go just be a, a sole business owner. What, why, why is it that you per se are still keeping a corporate job um, while you're building your business? Why, why, what's your thought process in that? For one, uh, I don't see a problem with working for other people mm. as long mm. as you're, as long as you have a plan, mm. you feel me? So with that being said, how are you gonna fund the business that you're trying to create if you don't have exactly. any other income coming in? So that was my plan when I graduated college was to get a job so that I can fund my businesses. Yeah. And you need that steady income coming in when you're trying to grow a business. Growth is the main part of a business. Yeah. Because if you're if you're stuck in the mud and you can't get out. Yeah. Hey, what, 
where, where are you going to get the income from? You have to have a yeah. job until that business is generating enough income to fund itself. Exactly. I think a lot of people, they don't have enough humility. Um, they think that being a business owner is so prideful. And like if there is, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of pride in saying that, you know, I'm a business owner. I run my own thing. But at the same time, don't let your pride be your downfall. Right. You, you so prideful in saying, oh, I don't work for another man. I don't report to nobody. This is that and that. Meanwhile, you barely making ends meet every single month to keep your business afloat, to keep your life afloat. To me, that's not living. To me, you're, 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 you're really hindering yourself right. because while, yeah, you're putting all this stuff into your business, you can barely make it by. And are you really giving your business everything it could have because you don't have the resources for it? You don't have the time for it. Everything is going downhill or staying stagnant. It's like like you said, being stuck in the mud. It's like having your tires, your, your truck stuck in the mud and you keep trying to press the gas. It's just going to rotate. You're just wasting time. Right. But you need something that's going to come behind it and push it forward. And that's what that nine to five is. So many people are so ready to get up out of it. It's like, look, if you plan properly, if you use your money properly, if you take the money that you are making, make sure you take care of your needs first. You right. devote the rest of those resources towards, you know, your business and the other assets that you're trying to build. You'll get it to a point one day to where it's like, okay, this is stable enough. I know what I'm doing. I know how to push this enough to where you can say you have the choice now. Do I want to keep working or do I want to, you know, work for myself and do this solely? And, and, and the last thing I think it is, a lot of people miss the fact that literally these corporate jobs that we work, they started off just how we started off. It was somebody's dream. It was just them, maybe a couple other people. They built it to a point to where they could finally hire some employees. Then they built it to the point to where they had managers of those employees and it continued to grow into the big business that it is now. If your dream is to become something that big or even remotely sustainable and being a millionaire, multimillionaire, anything like that, you need to learn from somebody. And a job teaches you that, especially corporate. You're sitting there, you're learning the processes of how everything works. Okay, you have to have an HR department to deal with issues with, with customers or, or inner workings within your company. You got to have a, a judicial you know, body that's going to handle all your court proceedings and legal things. You got to have your IT department to make sure they're taking care of all your technology and infrastructure, payroll, all these different things. If you learn those things, like you said, if you're going into your job with a plan, you'll win. A lot of people don't plan. So you're either at a job wondering why you can't get out. Well, because you still think in the same way. You're still thinking like an employee, so you forever will be one. Or right. you're trying to be so much of a business owner that you've never learned how to actually run a business. All right. Like, Man. And, that, and that's important. Like, people say they want to do this and that, but how do you know? How do you know how to feel? Well, how do you know how to work for yourself if you don't know how to work for anybody else? Man. How can you determine your work ethic if you don't even know how you're going to do in that same situation when you're working for yourself? Man. What about the discipline? You, what about the commitment? How do you set the standard for somebody else's work ethic if you couldn't do it yourself? They're working for you, and you right. yourself could never work for somebody. Right. <laughs> Man. And, and, so, that's, and that's another reason why I, why, I can, why I constantly work. Yeah. Even if I got a million dollars, I still work. Yeah, that's real. That's real. And there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to be said about that. You know, my dad has a has a, a thought process. He's I asked him, I said, you know, if you was, were rich, had everything that you wanted in this life, you know, what would you do? Would you quit your job? Would you not work no more? This is that. And he said, Miles, I probably still find a way to work no matter what it was. And, he, and, you know, my dad said as a man, he says he truly believes that men's lives go downhill when they stop working. 
he says he believes our life force is bred and, and, and breeds upon the energy of, of challenge, breeds upon the energy of accomplishing things, being at work, being, you know, in movement. He says he's seen so many of his friends that retire 65, being good health, 60, being good health. And he says within five years, every last one of them dies. And he truly believes it's because when they stopped working, most of them, they were retire. They don't do nothing but lounge around the house. You lose your energy. You lose that power in your mind. And once you lose that. It's the end of the. It's the beginning of the end for you, man. They checking out. They checking out. <laughs> checking out. Your man. spirit they knows that. They, they have. They in their head. They have made it. They reach yep. a destination of fulfillment, <laughs> of success, and whatever whatever makes them happy. So they they man. checked out of the out of the mindset of actually working to actually find yeah. different opportunities to grow. Yep, um, that's what it is. That different opportunities to growth and growth fuels everything. And to even transition into the next topic, when you talk about growing, one of the best ways to grow. You know, isn't when you don't have to do everything yourself, when you don't have to find every opportunity yourself. And I know for me, and I'm positive this is the same for you, a lot of opportunities weren't just off of our own workings. It was because of the people we knew. You know, they say your network, your network determines your net worth. And I know networking for me was crucial for me even landing the job that I had coming out of college. I didn't even I knew in my junior year where I was going to go work how much I was going to be making. There was security in the mindset that like when everybody else was trying to do their college search, I mean, their postgraduate and figuring out what they're going to do. I was like, well, I do. I have something stable here. And I didn't get that off of my own, just pure merit. Of course, I had had some speak for me, but my network, somebody connected me with that interview. And I believe for you, you could say the same thing that a lot of opportunities have, have, uh, you know, risen for you in your life because of the people you knew. And I can, I can attest to that because I definitely agree your network, equals your network. It's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Who you and know. <laughs> that's very important when it comes to resources. Because mm. in the term of your network equals your network, it's not all about money. It's about the resources. Mm. It's mm. about the people that's within that network that can place you and help you and provide you different opportunities to capitalize on to help you be successful. Hmm. So even the information provided. Exactly. You have to be expunged. You have to be a sponge to information. Mm. You can learn. Inf you can learn great knowledge from anybody. Anybody yeah. can provide you with great knowledge. Man, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine on Instagram. Man, we were talking about divine energy or something. I had mentioned divine energy just in the world, and she was like, "You know, how did you learn about divine energy? I read it. You know, I was reading my angel numbers or whatever. How did you learn that? Did your parents teach you that? This, that, and that?" And I told her, "I said, no. Honestly, my parents didn't teach me that." Most of the things that I've learned, you know, after I got off the house and went to school was because I really wasn't afraid to learn from anybody I came across. Every single I believed every single person had either knowledge or a lesson that I could learn from their lives that they could provide if I was willing to just listen. So many people are not willing to listen. What's your advice to people out there? Marcus, you got 22,000 followers on Instagram and, and have an impact and a network that's vast. A lot of people that either look up to you or that you may even look up to or people that you surround yourselves around that, you know, they have knowledge and value to provide, you know, to your life. What is your advice to people who are either uncomfortable trying to get out there and put themselves out there or that are trying to figure out and they just struggling to do it? How would you say you built your network? Honestly, I wasn't afraid. If I see mm. somebody doing something that I want to do, I never was the type to hate on somebody and be like, hey, he doing something I want to do. I don't, I'm, I, don't, I don't like what he doing no more. I don't want to do that no more. Mm. I simply went up and asked or even said, hey, you inspired me. Can you mm. please provide me with some information on what you're doing so that I can so that I can mock, so that I can follow? 
and either it's going to be a yes or no. Hmm. But I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid to ask questions. I wasn't afraid to listen. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid of humility. I'm not afraid to let somebody know that they inspire me or let somebody know I look up to them. Um, and that's one thing I can tell the people that's watching. Don't be afraid. If you see somebody doing something that you want to do, politely just walk up and say, introduce yourself first. And I always say, hey, you inspire me. Can you please give me some gems, some knowledge on what it is that you're doing so that I can take and apply to what I'm trying to do? Man. And you know, I think a lot of people, they have this, this fear that's really rooted in, in, in with no grounds because it's like, like you said, the answer is either going to be yes or no. If the person say no, your life continues on the exact same way as what it right. was going before. You don't lose nothing. You know, you, there's literally only a gain in this situation. That's the only thing that come out of it. Because if they say no, your life continues on the same. But if they say yes, that thing could end up leading to the next person, to the next person, to the next person that changes your whole life. Right. And I think we really underestimate the power of connection and the power of, uh, of just putting yourself in the right place at the right time. We always talk about being at the wrong place at the wrong time. We always talk about how you can make one wrong step this way and everything goes downhill. But people never talk about what happens if you make one right step in the right direction. What happens? It's, it's like I believe it's kind of like pushing a, a, a heavy ball down a hill. You just got to give it the right nudge and it'll roll. It's just going to flow. And I feel like that's how life kind of flows is if you put in that right energy out there, you putting yourself around the right people and just trying just putting yourself in that position, man, you're going to end up in a space where things just start to fall into place, man. I don't even think it's just by chance. I think it truly is by the work, the effort, the opportunities, the places you put yourself in. And then, of course, if it's aligned with, with what this world wants for you, whether you believe in God or energy, if it's aligned, it's going to happen. And I, and I agree with you on that. Yeah. What you put out is definitely what you will, will get in return. <laughs> so I always yeah. practice good habits like even if it's just opening the door for somebody, or mm -hmm. even it's just saying thank you, you know what I mean? I always yeah. practice good habits and that becomes good energy. And then mm -hmm. every day you'll start doing something that creates good energy for you and others that are around you. That's how you create influence. That's powerful, man. It's interesting because there was something, and I'm gonna use this to segue into our last topic, bro. It's something that me and uh, my roommate, actually, my, my brother Nemo, he's a DJ, real dope DJ. And one thing I noticed that me and him did that I never really picked up on until we were like juniors and seniors. We were the type of people, everybody already knew us on campus, but it didn't matter if you were somebody we never met, everybody used to walk past, anything like that. We would start a random conversation with you or just, you know, ask you how your day was going or compliment you on your hair or whatever. We would just start a random conversation with people and just get to know them, even if it was for three, four or five minutes. And what I found that that did was it created an atmosphere around us where not only were, were we making people more comfortable with themselves, but we were growing ourselves. We were learning how to communicate with different types of people to the point where now I have a self-confidence and a belief in myself to where I truly believe you can put me around any personality type. You can put me around any person. I promise you. By the time I walk out that room, by the time I walk out that place, they're going to remember me and it's going to be a positive memory. And I'm going to gain value from them and they're going to gain value from me. And you never get to that point if you don't start putting yourself out there and just trying. And the last thing that I noticed that it gave us and going into our topic is it started to give us a personal brand. It gave us a branding. And when people around us started to see it, what they saw were, were genuine people 
people that were leaders because we weren't afraid to talk to the person that was the least popular in the class. We weren't afraid to speak to the person that everybody called weird and, and, and hang out with them and, and not care what anybody thought. We started to redefine things and it, it created a brand about us where people were like, yo, if Miles or Nemo was on that, we're, we want to be a part of it. Right. I know for you, you have a strong personal brand yourself. How did you build it? Man, I, you said a lot of powerful things in that in that flow of information that you just said, but I also want to touch on this. You said that you just start speaking to people, having conversation with people out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I want to bless you with this quote. It's when preparation mm-hmm. meets opportunity equals success. success. By you... By you constantly starting conversation with different people, that built your communication skills. So when you when you did go to a room with a lot of people that you didn't know, and you around people that you don't normally usually talk to, you was already prepared for the opportunity. So you left mm. with success. You gained a new friend. You gained a new member to your network. And I just want to attest to that as well because that's something that I believe in. And a personal brand that I've built was entrepreneurship, um, being a great stand-up guy, a man of character, uh, a man of integrity. And that just come from practicing good habits. Like I said, I used to go to the Tiger Walk, which is like a famous um, walk in front of our school, well, in the middle of our campus at Texas Southern. And I used to stand right on the Tiger Walk and just say hi to people. Mm. And then I would stand at the doors at the student center and just hold the door open for people when they was coming in. That was good habits that I was practicing. So every time I had an event or every time someone was going on a campus and they see me and I invited them, they always yeah. came because they always remember me saying, hi, your outfit looks nice. Oh, hi, your uh, hair looks nice. Oh, that's a mm. nice haircut. Oh, that's some nice shoes. How's <laughs> your day going? A lot of people don't know, like asking somebody how their day is going, it means a lot to people because everybody don't get right. asked that every day. Yep. You know, you know what I'm saying? Somebody could be having a rainy day. Yep. You know, and that's real. It's funny. When we were graduating, people would, would DM us or, or come up to us and be like, you know, we're going to miss you so you guys so much. And they would always bring up things that we never even remembered. Right. They'd be like, you remember that day, you know, in the rain where you, you let us walk under your umbrella? Or you remember that day when I, I, I remember it was my sophomore year and it was freshman girls at like the boys dorm. And it was storming rain. They had to, they would have to go all the way across campus to get back, but they had to go back across. And I let them ride in my car and I dropped them off. Never got any of their names, any of that. Didn't even try and like talk to them or nothing, you know, but they got my name. They're like, what's your name? I told them. And I remember senior year, the same group of girls, they came up to me and they're like, Miles, you know, we really look up to you. And, and you remember that day you did that from that moment on, we knew that we had a friend here. We knew that we had somebody that we kind of looked up to as a big brother. I'm like, I don't even know y'all name. But you'd be surprised the impact that you have on other people. And and you're just doing natural things. You're not expecting nothing in return. And, and, And I think for both of us, we understand the power of brands because it's at a point now where people are buying my book that I don't even know. And they may have went to my school. They may be from somewhere else. Somebody else may have told them, hey, buy this dude's book. I trust him. I, I, I really support what he has going. And, and, and it's amazing because now my brand is in rooms. My name is in rooms that I've never even walked in. Right. And that's a blessing. And that's yeah. a great brand. That's the consistency of you being a great person, yeah. being a man of character and integrity. So that's I just right. I can uh, say the same about my clothing brand. People buy my clothing mm-hmm. brand just to support it. Even if they personally don't like it, they buy it because it's yeah. me. They buy it That's because they'd rather see me, my business grow. 
Hmm. And for forever, and I'm forever grateful for the opportunity to to be on that platform to inspire others. Like yeah. that's, that's that's big for me. I remember like when I was at TSU, we used to have freshman move-in. So that's yeah. every year the freshmen come moving on campus. We help them take their yeah. stuff to their room. Yep. And we, I'm not in it for money. We didn't get paid. I did it. Mm-hmm. I did it of the uh, servant leadership. I just did it mm-hmm. because I wanted to make an impact on somebody else's life coming into college. You know? Man. So that's like one of my favorite experiences I experienced while I was in college was fresh and moving. I used to love going to fresh and moving. You know, it's funny you're talking about all these things. And you talked about, you said something really big, that people will support you, will support your brand simply because they support you. Right. They'll buy a piece of clothing that they may not ever wear, that they may not even like, because they support you and they want to see you win. And what I chalk that up to, what I've noticed, is when you create a culture, which is brand, when you create a brand and that brand has culture, whatever people associate with it, whatever words they associate, when they think about Marcus Nash, when they think about Miles the Millennial, whatever they think about, if it's positive, they are more inclined to support whether that's monetarily with their presence, with their their uh, publicity, whatever it is. They're more inclined to support than they would be even if you had a better product that directly benefited them. You could have something that directly benefit their life and they'll walk away from it if it was from somebody they didn't know. Right. But because they know you, because they support you and they believe in who you are, it's like, you know what? I may not even need this. I may not even want it. But for you, I'm going to buy it. For you, I'm going to support it. For you, I'm going to share it. I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to tune in. You know, that, that is the power of brand. That is the power of branding. And, and, and it's the same way that people will go to Chick-fil-A. Can't, can't stop going to Chick-fil-A because when people think of the Chick-fil-A brand, they think of efficiency and they think of politeness. Those two things. They're like, I know I'm going to get my food quick, and I also know that they're going to take care of me and treat me well. And it's going to taste good. It's and gonna it's going to taste every good. time. Consistency. Correct. A consistent product, a consistent experience. Like, you provide those two things to people, and they'll be loyal to you. You build brand loyalty. And that means these people will follow you to the end of the earth no matter what you do. Right. And that's powerful, man. And I think people that are on that route, whether it's entrepreneurial, even if even just as individuals for your family, start thinking about the brand that you have with your family for everybody listening. You know, I, I bet people in your family, they look up to you and they probably been looking up to you. But especially now that you're reaching that age, you're 22, 23, 24 years old. It's like, yo, not only is he a man, but he is the man and, and, and we support him. He's a, he's a leader in our family. We look to him for a lot of things. That's something that I'm starting to learn, and I feel like you probably feel that a lot. I, I know you feel it a lot. I know you've sensed that pressure, even just from your family, man, because you've established a brand not only on an entrepreneurial or monetary level, but just in a true culture amongst the people that you love. Yeah, man, I have, man. And it's all glory to the man above, because without him, I won't be in the position that I'm in. Uh, so I must thank him every day I wake that's up. Powerful. Man, that's powerful. Man, that's real. <laughs> I have nine siblings, man. They they looking up to me. Damn. You know Damn, what I you mean? You the oldest? No. I'm in the middle. Damn. Dang. I'm in the middle, man. And but that it, says a it's, lot. It's, it's, it's powerful, bro, because now that I'm in a position to actually help mm. and benefit my family, I must take advantage of it. Yeah. I must show them the ropes. I must show my nieces and nephews how they're supposed to go to school and carry themselves, how to build a platform for, them, for themselves at the age that they are. Amongst yeah. their peers. Don't wait till you get to 22 and get to college. No, you started now. Exactly. You know, don't start. That's how we change the game, bro. Now. Right. 
that's how we changed the game. Imagine if we had somebody that we could look up to that was 22, that we looked at as cool, that we looked at as powerful and all these things, and they were able to give us this type of game, man, just the places where we would have been at our age. We already doing great for our age, don't get me wrong, right. but we would have been 10 times further if we really had the proper examples. And I can't speak for you, but I know for me, like, the things that were surrounding me, if I saw success, usually it was from somebody that didn't look like me. And I probably didn't want to necessarily be like them because they ain't look like me. Right. And the people I saw that did look like me, they were rappers or they they hooped or, or whatever. And I couldn't do none of those things. And, and so it was a struggle going through school and trying to figure out who I was, trying to figure out where I fit in to this place. And college was the place. And I thank God for that, for, for really guiding me, you know, to Fisk and, and creating that brand, creating that network. But. Now we are at a space where we pass this ladder back down to the people that are looking up to us and say, hey, I did this at 22, at 23. I want you to do it at 16. I want you to be further than I was. I want you to do this better than me. That's how we change not only our families, but we change black people in general and we elevate ourselves. We're, we're real change makers in, 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 I think, in five years. I was going to say in 10, 15, but I think in five years, our names go down in the books on a level that People will be talking about us forever. And I don't even say that in a, a cocky or a prideful way. I say that in an impactful way. That's real I, influence. And I agree, man. Like you spoke on, you spoke on giving back. Mm. I purposely did not get internships or jobs while I was in college. I purposely worked it summer serves. camps with students that was in high school. I worked <laughs> summer summertime programs with students that was coming into to college because I wanted to make that impact. I wanted to give them game that I didn't receive coming into college mm. or in high school. So, man. That that that's powerful. That's, that's more than working for working for money. That's more than um, interning at a major company. I wanted to get back. I wanted to <laughs> make sure that I was giving minorities some of the resources that I had at a younger age that I didn't have. That's powerful. I, I don't know too many people that would be able to say that. I can't even say that. You you literally just said I didn't even do an internship on purpose. <laughs> That's, that's powerful, bro. And, and that's a sign of somebody who is truly committed to what they can provide to other people, not just what they can gain. You know, and I just want to thank you, man, for coming on here. We're running out of time. But what I do want to say is, Marcus, I truly appreciate the time. I appreciate all the effort. Look, everybody listening, make sure y'all go follow him on Instagram. Tag your Instagram real quick. Let everybody know what your Instagram is, Marcus. My Instagram name is the Marcus Nash. It's T-H-E-M-A-R-C-U-S-N-A-S-H. Man, go follow me. My DMs is yeah. open. If you need any advice or any yeah. pointers, I'm here. I will respond. I'm not the you bougie type. You will respond. I promise you. <laughs> hey, I'm not the bougie type. I will respond. I'm all about That's giving perfect. back and uh, helping others. Man, make sure y'all go follow him. Make sure y'all also go follow his his uh, clothing brand at Hoopé Official. Yes, sir. Get some clothing. I'm telling y'all, man, his, his clothes are fire. If y'all go look on my birthday post, I was rocking the Hoopay official jacket. It, it, it's live, y'all. That's love. We got a lot more clothes That's, coming out. Hey, it's coming. It's coming, That's man. Right. So we're going to support. We're going to keep plugging. Um, I'm going to need that sweater that got the, 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 the different boxes all around with the colors. I need that. It reminds me like some 90s New York type style. I got you. I like that. I got you. That's that crew neck. That's that crew neck. I got it. I'm, I'm coming for it. Yes, sir. Um, but I really appreciate your time today, man. We talked about black ownership. We talked about networking and we talked about the power of branding. Everybody listening to this, this is Millennials with the Mindset, the podcast where we tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I'm Miles the Millennial, tuned in with Marcus Nash.
and we out. Thank you.